Before I introduce today's very special guest, I'd like to ask a favour of all our listeners. Please make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. And when you get the chance, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wandering Bear Sports. Today's episode is brought to you by the very best caffeine supplement on the market. Used by elite athletes all over the world, caffeine chewing gum is without a doubt one of the quickest and tastiest ways to get your caffeine in pre-workout or game. Check them out at www.caffeinegumaustralia.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wandering Bear Sports Podcast, the number one sports podcast in the world. Today's very special guest is a two-test wallaby. He's also a super rugby centurion and is widely known as the greatest Melbourne rebel of all time. He's currently coaching for Sydney Uni as a forwards coach in the Shoot Shield. And he's just a fantastic bloke and I had a great time talking to him. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with the great Laurie Weeks. Oh, yeah. Mate, busy, tired. <laughs> yeah, Oh, just give me one, one sec. I'm just making sure I've got all my admin sorted. How'd you guys go yesterday? Mate, we got up, got up. It was good. Who'd you, who'd you play? Uh, West Harbour. Okay, okay. So, mate, um, I think, so we had what we have, Hunter, West Harbour. We've got, uh, so our big one, Eastwood this weekend. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, they were, they were pretty, oh, so you're actually going to Mudgee to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, how, how are you enjoying coaching? Mate, no, it's good, mate. It's good. It's good. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's a lot of work, man. Um, it's a, a, yeah, it's different. It's different. I think at, at Sydney Uni, you got to remember, like, it's a real professional program that they run, like, on their Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday nights. Yeah. Day, so it's, a, it's a lot, but it's, it's awesome, mate, because yeah, especially with these guys, they're all committed. They're all uh, very coachable, willing to learn. I mean, it's a big uh, difference from coaching... Uh, School kids. School boys in Melbourne. It's a yeah, yeah. Big step up, mate. It's like it makes my job so much easier. Like, I, especially, I think we, with with a set piece and stuff. You know, like there's still a way, there's a lot of wealth and knowledge in the players as well. So, if anything, I'm just like facilitating them getting better. If that makes sense. Yeah. Probably, probably the ideal thing you want to do as a coach. Yeah, absolutely. So, what is your you're the Ford's coach for Ford's, first grade? Yeah. So, but. So, I'm, I'm lucky because uh, Rona Reagan, um, I think he's usually the skipper. Um, he's had two uh, shoulder recos, so he's taking care of lineouts, which is is not my forte. <laughs> so, do you do? How, how does it work with you guys? We're, we're rolling, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do you coach the whole club, or do you only worry about first grade? Um, so I started pre-season, like just looking after, and it was mostly, it'd be first to third grade, um, pretty much the forwards there. And just the way it's working at the moment, I'm taking care of first and second grade um, scrums uh, predominantly and, and forward stuff um, and a bit of third grade. So there's, there's a lot of movement. So like, like half the, like most of the third grade pack uh, have been in and out of our training sessions as well. So. Okay, so um, you, you kind of make sure everyone's across everything. So if they get pulled up into yeah. first grade, it's seamless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the plan. That's the plan. Um, and all, I think it, it's pretty handy. There's there's a, a Rob Taylor's, but he's like he's excellent. He's great. He runs an excellent program um, where like the whole club has a has a style of play, have patterns, and everyone sort of sticks to it. How does it work with him? So does he give you time and then you sort of have free reign to do what you like or does he sort of say weeks you want, you know, malls or...? or oh, does... No, he's, he's actually great. He'll be like, look, we need 25 minutes of... In terms of training, he doesn't doesn't touch on it. He just says, look, this is your time. You guys go away and do all that. Yeah. Um, I still uh, keep in contact with Joe Horn-Smith, who was uh, the forwards coach for the last couple of years. Um, just due to COVID, he got stuck in the Cook Islands. Um, it's a rough place to be stuck. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, climbing, he's climbing coconut trees, mate. <laughs> so he went on holidays or something and just ended up being stuck yeah, there. Yeah. And he's yeah. still and he's like, still there. We chatted earlier in the um, earlier in the year, and because he said it might be the case, but he hadn't seen his family all last year purely because of COVID. So, sure. um, 
like initially I, I was like, yeah, look, I'm happy to step in and help you out. Then uh, when this came up, I was like, look, yeah, of course, of course I'll help out. Of course I'll do uh, help, help the team out, help the club out. And then just as, as, as it's evolved, um, it ended up the first grade boards coach, which is like, like a massive honor. You know, you don't say no to that. Absolutely. Um, but in saying that I'm, I'm still very much a rookie um, in terms of coaching. Uh, I try to, I try to teach the boys as much as I know. Um, but uh, like I said, mate, uh, in terms of facilitating the boys to be their best, I think that's where my, my skills currently lie. Um, as Obviously, as, as I think uh, if things progress as a coach, like you, you learn to develop those and uh, skills around. And like, obviously, line out was something I, I um, like I said, it was never my forte. I just lifted, man. <laughs> just yeah, lifted. Someone gave me shit about line outs the other day. And I'm like, well, I've been in 10 million of them. So yeah. like, you, you learn a thing or two, yeah. but I've never, I never really thought about it too it's much. Like, it's like, but like, and it's funny, like, I'll, I'll watch a drill and I'm like, I like, from a lifter's perspective, I know what you're doing wrong. And I'm like, it's the jumper every time, mate. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, mate, just jump. But, uh, look, yeah. Uh, uh, it's uh, yeah, in saying that, mate, it's it's been like a huge sort of learning curve. Um, more so, it's, it's funny, and like you, you start to understand what coaches were, t- were telling you when you were playing, yeah, it all makes sense. Um, and it, I, I'd, I'd highly recommend anyone who's playing to actually do a bit of coaching, like it just helps you, your knowledge of the game and understand what works and why it works. Um, Specifically, set piece now. I, I we, we've got a, we've got a good scrum and a good line out, and like I'm just like, and obviously always knew how important it was. But uh, in terms of the game plan, when your set piece is so so uh, sound, like you can rely on it. It, it, it anywhere around the field, you can launch off it and you can attack within from anywhere. It's um, uh, it's it's such an important part of the game, and uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mate, do, does Rob give you feedback on your coaching? So does, does he coach you or does he kind of just totally leave, leave you on um, your At own? the moment, he's led me. But, like, I think uh, in, in pre-season, uh, we, we kind of hit the ground. Uh, we kind of, sorry, we, we kind of just got, I, I kind of just got hit the, hit the ground running, got thrown in. Um, moving forward, absolutely. I think there hasn't been time for that. Um, yeah. And like, in saying that, I, um, I was on the phone to him just before this. Going over, going over the uh, the bench situation for the weekend, and I'm like he's like, do we want a six-two bench? Do we? Who do we want in this position? I'm like, oh man, that's <laughs> funny. Eh? <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't even thought about. It. I was like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, let's just put these six players on the field. They're they're pretty good. But like, <laughs> it's and also it's funny. Like, I I like players who I can trust. Like if yeah. I've seen a player do, do that job before, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like I, I trust them. Um, yeah. And so there's a lot of guys coming back from injury. Guys who are coming back from the Waratahs who I, I, I don't know. Um, and I trust it. And I know that they're good players, obviously. But I personally haven't seen them play in, in our team. So I'm like, not, I wouldn't say hesitant, but like I, I'm just wary. And does Rob, does Rob accept that or does he make you sort of back up your well, well no he, he knows the boys he knows the team um yeah he, so okay i was saying this to someone the other night uh, he has a very very good relationship with the players like they trust him completely yeah uh, which is like honestly in my entire career maybe one or two coaches where i saw that happen um where you get like yeah. the, and it's magic it's magic to play players listen players follow a game plan and players are committed yeah um where where what was I going to ask you? Oh, yeah, with the coaching thing. So uh, I've only just become the second grade heads coach. Yeah. And uh, before I was sort of working with the forwards, kind of like the assistant to the assistant. And now, boom, all of a sudden I'm the second grade head coach. And I've gone from only having to watch front rowers to having to know what fullbacks do. Mate, this is, this is, <laughs> this is it. Like, even at scrum time, I'm like, I'm watching type five. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. And I, and I realize I've, I've got to watch everything. I can't just watch one player. Like, I seriously, the first couple of weeks, I, I just watch the props. That's it. And yeah. then people are coming up, like, so what did I do wrong there? I'm like, mate, I honestly wasn't watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, I watch props and I watch an outcome. Um, yeah. 
did you find this as well? Like I, I would only ever pay attention as a player to what I needed to know. Yes. And I, I wouldn't pay attention to everything. So as a, when I started coaching, I would only go, ah, oh, that's all I need to know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I need to know everything. I'm going, oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't actually, I guess, yeah. Yes, and that's, that's probably what I was saying, leads on to what I was saying before. Like coaching helps you get a greater understanding of the game. Um, yeah, I got, okay, it's a, uh, oh, yeah, like I said, and like the importance of bending a line in attack, little things like that, that you just like, you'd hear a coach say it and you're like, yeah, yeah, look, I'll just run hard. <laughs> I'll run hard. Yeah. I'll do my best, but like the, just the importance for the phases afterwards. Um, but it's yeah, mate. Like a much better understanding. How how do you find in head coach? Like um, honestly, I, there's way more to it than I yeah. ever ever thought, mate. Like I should have written down all the conversations I've had this week. You just going, you know, you know, like I had to drop a player, my first ever player. Uh, you know, our prop. Our second grade prop, fantastic bloke, uh, Kaitel Bramson. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this. But <laughs> uh, we we had a ch- team change, yeah. And you've got I've called him at six thirty on a Friday, just before our captain's run. All right, mate. Now you've gone from fresh reserve to starting. And he goes, oh, and I'll go. I'll see you training tonight. He goes, oh, do, do we have training tonight? <laughs> he goes, oh, I forgot we had training, and oh, I forgot that I. I forgot to tell you that I couldn't come. <laughs> Mate, have you have you found this like, and, and, and it's it's so funny like, like players when they're tired ask the dumbest questions. <laughs> like 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 we'll be like we'll be packing a scrum, and we'll, we've done like four scrums already, and we're going to pack again, and they're like, oh, is this one live like full noise? I'm like, what do you think we've been doing for the last fifteen minutes? <laughs> I, I think it's just a, an excuse to try and get a bit more of a. Because I, I used to do. I know all like about that, that. <laughs> <laughs> mate. As a coach, who, who's influenced your coaching style? And is it something that you thought you would get into once you stopped playing? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, again, uh, again, I when I moved, I moved back to Sydney, coaching wasn't on my radar. Um, I was gonna do scrums for third grade and just to stay involved, I, kind I of thing. Pretty happy with that. Um, but like I said, yeah, now it got thrown thrown the big job. Um, and I'm I'm still learning, mate. I'm still like this, like I said, this is my second coaching gig. So yeah. um, in terms of I probably I probably haven't looked to too many coaches to to follow. Uh, Rob's definitely it. Um, uh, he's so confident in what he does and he's so uh, I guess over everything and so detailed in what he and what he does. Like he he fills you you with confidence. Yeah. Like I I know that he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and so there's no questions and there's no, not ever going to be an argument about it. Um, uh, and again, you know, coming into this team, like I, I didn't know any of the players. I knew like maybe one of them, but. Do you think that helps? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, like, so it's, it's a fresh start for everyone. Um, yeah. And I can, in, in saying this, like, Oh, I, there's there's little parts of me that where I've become a coach, and I and it's it's so funny. Uh, so last week I think we played we played we played Hunter, um, had a great first half. In the second half, we let them back in, and like I forget that the boys have just won their first game of the season, and so they've yeah. all come to the change room. They're all smiling and happy and singing the song. And in my mind, I'm like, what are you guys happy about? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, what have I, what have I become? <laughs> It's like, of course, boys, have a beer, sing the song. <laughs> but like, like, I'm like, you guys should be, we want to be better. But oh, man, like, I know the feeling. We, we lost narrowly yesterday. And, you know, I've, I've made mistakes already. And, you know, after a game when, when we lose, I'd go, fuck it, let's just have a beer. And, you know, you've just exerted yourself so you can relax. But I've been kicking the shit out of myself. Yeah. Since the game yesterday, I'm like, I just can't get over it. Yeah. But as a as a player, I would immediately switch off and worry about it on you know the next training session. Yeah. Have you have you made any mistakes so far? Uh, nothing big yet. Nothing big yet. Um, yeah. if if anything, my like I say this, I'm still learning. I'm still learning, and like, and I'm probably. I don't think you ever stopped, to be honest. Yeah. With you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess yeah. That's it. That's the whole. Uh, the whole journey. Um, no, nah, not not yet. Nothing, nothing huge yet. I think as the season goes on, it's a long season. 
Yeah. Um, as the season goes on, I'm sure that there will be times where I think I think if, if the players start questioning me, I'll start questioning myself. Yeah. And so as long as I'm confident in knowing what I'm doing, um, and like I'll, I'll always listen. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll always listen to what they have to say. But I, I think there's, in terms of these players, they're like I said, they're all willing to learn. They're respectful. They're they're ambitious. Um, it's a very good club to coach at. Hundred percent, mate. I wanted to talk to you about retirement. How did you come to How did you come to the decision to retire? <laughs> um, I'm just going straight in the deep end. Yeah, later. no, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, but like, it's funny. It's it's it wasn't a tough one in the end. Yeah, it wasn't a tough one. Um, I uh, I used to love going to tr- turning up every single day for training. Like, loved it. I love seeing the players. Love seeing the like seeing everyone at the club. I think in 2018 that all changed for me. Um, like I hated hated going to work. Hated it. Yeah. Like was that was that kind of to do with the changes that well, we had a lot to do with that. Yeah. And then so that that happened. And like oh what was I was 30, 32. Like it was it was in my mind anyway. Um, yeah. And then I think I had I tore my calf and I pretty much sat I sat the whole season out uh, doing rehab and just niggling injuries. And like when you're run doing rehab running every day on your own, all you're thinking about is retiring. Yeah. All, all I was thinking about the whole time was like, look, am I enjoying this? I'm like, absolutely not. Um, but in, in the thing is like, thing is the alternative, like the big bad world, it's pretty scary too. So like, you're like, do I hold on? Do I look elsewhere? Do I, like all those questions. And I think it got to the end and I was uh and I was really happy. I made the call, and there was no, it wasn't any emotion in it either. You know what I mean? Like I went to the change room, and like at that time, didn't know half the players in the change room. Yeah. But yeah, look, uh, I'm, I'm done retiring, um, happy, and it's it's funny. And I I realize it. I realize it like now, like how lucky I was to be able to get to that point. I mean, like get to that point in my career where I was I'd had enough. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's. Uh, because like oh, I'd hate to be, I'd hate to be thinking I've, I had so much more to give and being told no. It's uh, like I'd, I'd achieved my goals in rugby, you know, play, played for my country, which is like that was it. Played a hundred super caps. Um, you, you don't you don't reflect on those things while you're doing it. A lot of it comes at the end, and you you have to take a t- bit of time out and think. Oh look, I, I'm very happy with what I've achieved and what I've done, and uh, and like and who I am as a result of this. Um, pl- like I look back now, there's there's not a thing I regret, mate. I had I had the best time of my life playing rugby. Um, yeah, and uh, I think about it, was there a, would there be a, a, anything I changed? Like, and I can honestly say say no. I I loved every moment of my life when I was playing. How have you found life since? Have you, was it seamless transition for you, or was there a bit of struggle? Look, mate, I was I was lucky. Um, I still had a year on my contract. And the the club offered uh, me, like, I guess, a, an opportunity to work in the commercial team. Um, it, more so, it was, it was like, let's push you, let's get you out of, <laughs> out of the team. But like, I was, like I said, mate, I was like, yeah, okay, of course. Look, I've, I'm, I'm done with this, this side of things. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to get exposure to, I guess, the commercial team, how, how the operations behind the scene it's funny how much stuff you don't know as a player and like, you don't need to know, <laughs> but uh, in terms of like the, the back office of the rebels, um, like there's stuff that you like, if you're a player and you knew you, you, you wouldn't want to know. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So like in, in saying that I um, had a really sort of soft landing, um, but also like move, moving to Sydney was the big one for me because like I was still part of the, I was still in, involved in the club. Like, yeah. I hadn't changed who I was. I was it, it, like, I, I needed a, a clean break. So I probably stayed around. I stayed around an extra, extra year and then obviously COVID. So that's two years. Um, and uh, I, I probably should, I probably should have left earlier, but in hindsight, I'm, I'm thankful to, to the people who, who, who let, allowed that ha- to happen. Um, yeah. But also mate, coming to Sydney um, for me, um, 
it was huge. I, I actually, I actually spoke to a good friend of ours. Um, I won't name his name. I spoke to him on on the weekend, um, and he's he's about to hang up the boots soon. And uh, and he and he's like, he came to me. He's like, same situation. He's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I, I just want to find out what's next. And I said, look, mate, you're in the right spot, Sydney, for for a lot of us because because we came up through the programs in Sydney. We're all a lot of us are from Sydney, and this is where our roots and our connections are. Um, I hate to say it, but fucking like things fell into place when when I got here. You know what I mean? Like pretty quickly. Um, so what are you doing for a day job now? Is Sydney Uni is Sydney Uni still the day job? No, 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 no. I um, I'm working in recruitment. Okay. So I'm working like so. I, I wanted to do a couple. Of, so initially when I got here, I was I wanted to do some coaching gigs here and there. Like they don't pay the bills, mate. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, it's, it's more a love job, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, and so uh, found myself this job working in recruitment, which is fantastic. Um, I learned learning every day um it's a outside my comfort zone every day i mean i'm looking at re- recruitment for uh, recruiting accountants at the moment oh, really? <laughs> Mate. and like day one was the day that i like found out an accountant isn't just the person who does your tax like it's a whole thing like and like, there's different there, there as the well. finance industry <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and i was like i was like ah oh, yeah i'm so dumb but mate, like Love it. Uh, the people I work with are fantastic. Um, a couple of them, the directors are old rugby boys, so uh, it's really helpful. So, so it sounds like you've had a pretty good transition, really. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, mate, that, it's not not without it, it, it's uh, speed bumps. I think, uh, it's, mate, twenty twenty was it wasn't great. Well, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that. Talk me through your twenty twenty. Oh yeah, no, that was that was probably that was that was a very low point for me. Um, I think uh, you you know me, like I like being around people and I like the the energy of others. And forced isolation just doesn't suit me. Um, how, how long were you isolated for? All that? Uh, geez, it was the first lockdown, which was like two months, and then then it, it was just the like the anticipation of waiting for it to open up and you just didn't know. So from July to October, like July, August, so like five, six yeah, months. Yeah, mate. And like, and it was just, and it wasn't like, it was. They, they never said that. Oh, look, uh, this will be this will be the certain amount of time you've got. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it was just like, okay, we'll be a, a two week lockdown, and, and then we'll extend for another two weeks, and just kept extending, extending, and and in saying that, mate. I think Dom Shipley was the only person I knew in Melbourne, and okay. he, was, he was outside. He was outside my five k radius, so I couldn't. I see. Right. Okay. So, mate, but you couldn't. You couldn't also come back to Sydney, could you? No, nah, mate. I was locked out. Locked out. I couldn't travel. Um, but like, mate. So it was. It was tough, man. Like it. it like it really challenged me uh, mentally as well. Um, and it's funny. Uh, this is so. This is how I got out of it. This is a good story. Mate, I uh, I was like, what do I like? I need to. I, I feel stuck. I I've, I'm not good. I'm really anxious. I'm not happy. And I was like, I started running. <laughs> I started running, mate. I, I was like, I'd go for like, I'd go for like a. a and you know how much I hate running. Um, no, probably as much as me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, I, I did like a five k run here and there. I just started getting into it, mate. By the end of it, I was do, I was doing half marathons. Yeah, mate. I like uh, I dropped I dropped like fifteen kilos, and I, and I did I did a I was I did two half marathons in, in the time then. Um, just on your own. Just on my own, mate. Just. Mate, how good's that? Yeah. So like it was a if if anything like there's a there's there's value in the struggle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I guess I look. I went out last night and people were dancing again. I'm going holy yeah. fuck. How good's this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I noticed with you, you've, you've got into Olympic lifting as well. Yeah, yeah, mate. I um, so so I actually started that uh, probably pre-COVID. Um, yeah. Geez, well, like when I retired, I it's funny, you know, when you stop and you're like, no, I'm sick of training, I'm done. And then that's where start. I'm at at the moment. <laughs> and you're like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> that's where I'm. That's me at the moment. <laughs> um, and like I was just. Uh, I was like, oh no, I'm not feeling great. Like, I'm not feeling great. Um, it's probably time to start. And and like, 
when when you've been playing sport for so long, like it's it's part of what you do. You know what I mean? Like you don't feel right if you're not exercising or it, it's it's actually it's, it was, it's your it's, it's your the way you re- release stress. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. you, you don't uh, realize at the time, but like that is your your uh, escape. Um, so yeah, um, you're shifting. Like, you look like you're shifting good numbers too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> like, are you, are, do you reckon you're stronger now than when you were playing? Nah, nah, I was pretty strong when I was playing. <laughs> no, no, honestly, honestly, no. I, in terms of Olympic lifting, yeah, yeah, I um, but like it's it's the only thing I'm doing to be honest. Yeah. Um, so you can get good at it. Yeah, you can. It's 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 all technique. It's uh, but you don't have to pack scrums. You don't have to do running. You know, mate. I I yeah, I have these little moments where I think I've still got it. And like, like training, like jumping on a pad, and I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, no. I'll say to someone yesterday, this is the first year since I was about eight years of age where I haven't had back problems every day of my life. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> I think, and like, if people suggest, maybe you want to have a run for fourth grade. And I was like, look, mate, I love not being in pain. I love not being in pain. It's because, you know, you know, like you get to the point and you're just in pain every day and yeah. it just becomes normal. And then you're like, this is so dumb. <laughs> you know, and, and you just do it over and over and over again for years, and it doesn't ever get any better. Yeah. Um. You so you played a hundred Super Rugby games, which is a remarkable achievement. What What do you put that down to? Like, yeah, I, I know that yeah. that's a big question. I know, but uh, you know, anyone that plays a hundred Super Rugby games is is awesome. Anyone that does it at tight head prop is very very awesome. I don't know what What do you put that down to? Um. There's a oh, yeah, there's a bit of resilience in it, um, but for me, a lot of that comes from. So, like I I I find a lot a lot of value and love in in my teammates and being part of a team, um, and if I'm in, if I'm in a good group where we're all supportive and we're just pushing each other, and I think I was fortunate to be, especially, actually both both at my time at, at the Rebels and the Reds, mate. I was in two good, really good groups of uh, of people where like. You, you constantly want to add value yeah. to be part of it. Um, and so, yeah, look, mate, like, and I, I hate to say it, I, I keep saying, like, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm lucky. I feel like I've just been lucky. Like, a, lo- a, lot, of, a lot of good things have come my way. Um, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, um, that's probably it. But you, did you, did you, I, I, I guess where I'm getting at is I, I don't think, Doing things for money is a good enough motivation. I think you got to enjoy the sport. Yes, you got to yes. enjoy pushing yourself. You got to love the people, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm just probably just going down that direction. Yeah, yeah. But, well, that's mate. Like, there's obviously like the, the love of the challenge, um, and like like you said, like I, I like I said before, like I love turning up every day. It didn't. I didn't care if it was fitness. If it was preseason, like. Yeah, that's tough. But I used to love walking in through those doors and, and seeing seeing my teammates. That was having the best time of my life doing that. Um, You're basically just being a kid for your entire life. <laughs> this is the problem. I think this yeah. is. <laughs> like, I went to I went to boarding school. I loved hanging out with my mates twenty four seven, and just, I kind of just extended it. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about how did you get your start in professional rugby? Um. So, uh, yep. So played played Colts. Um, at Sydney Uni, and I was part of a there's, a. there's a select group of people who've played third, started in thirds Colts, and uh, have gone on. And I think we're talking like Luke Burgess, uh, Nick Phipps, uh, Jake Gordon. I think there's a, there's quite a few of them. Um, we we're only talking about it last night, to be honest. Um, and look, I so played, so played thirds Colts there. Made my way into the first grade team. Played cities uh, 2006, 2007, 2008 won the premierships there and then Mark Bell who was the coach of the Reds at the time like out, like I was in the I was in the Waratahs set up um they had uh Sikopi Kepu there they had uh, at the time Al Baxter Matt Dunning like they had good props um and there kind of wasn't a I guess a pathway for me um but then out of nowhere I think Belly called me up he's like mate uh, do you want to meet up um he was in the Wallabies set up at the time and I went down and met him at Coogee and he met him and uh the coach Phil, Phil, yeah, Phil Mooney, <laughs> met, met him, and then, like, then the, and it was from there that like pretty much offered me the contract on the spot, 
they're like, oh, so yeah, we'd love to get you get you uh, up to Queensland, um, full contract. Uh, and again, fortunate because at that time, uh, Ronnie Blake had, had just moved on. And so they're they pretty low on uh, tight end props. I think it was me and Dana Edwards were the only ones there. So um, played my, got my uh, debut cap uh, in Pretoria against the Bulls. Oh, that's a big, um, that's a big debut. I was up against uh, Guthrie Stenkamp. <laughs> really? <laughs> on Super Rugby debut? Mate, I went, I went on the field and like, you, you, you're full of beans. You're like, yeah, I can do this. I could do this. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I got smoked. I'm absolutely smoked. Um, but like, this is the funny thing. And you, you'd know this. Like when you, when you, it's funny coaching props at the moment, young props, especially when they're getting dicked. I'm like, Mate, it's all part of the journey. Like this is yeah, not right. this is not a bad thing. Like you yeah. get pumped in a scrum, don't put your head down. Like, man, I reckon I reckon about tight head props. Uh, you've got to get your head shoved up your ass for a couple of years before yeah. you learn to be any good. And very few people are willing to put up with that. Yeah, yeah, I, Mate, I reckon. I, I so I, I probably this is and this is a true story. Like it wasn't probably until like my last three or four years of rugby that like. I was confident going into scrums and I wasn't a nervous wreck. Really? <laughs> like, like my first couple of like, geez, yeah. The, I'd say the first three quarters of my career, like I'd be so nervous going into games purely just about scrums and like being good at it. And it wasn't until like, yeah, the back end, I was just like, it becomes, it becomes muscle memory. You know what I mean? Like, you know how to do it. You know how to, you know how to win that, that mental battle first. Like it, there's a lot of, like there's a lot of that mental battle in it. But it's also I, I I was never worried about getting hurt, but I would get nervous about looking bad. Yeah, 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 Because yeah, yeah. oh, no, if you no, struggle at scrum time, everyone sees it, and it's yeah. like a real personal thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, I was never worried about getting hurt. Like you get hurt, that's not an issue. But, but yeah, looking bad, <laughs> looking bad, having your jersey <laughs> right up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I uh, one of the, the young boys forgot his shirt. Um, jersey at training the other night was wearing a singlet so i've taken my shirt off and given it to him doing live scrums and oh my god the, the amount of photos and videos going around for 33 years <laughs> sorry so at the reds how long were you at the reds for uh two years so i was there for two years um mate and again i think very fortunate to be part of that team and um, that was i left the year before they won the competition and that was when they were humming. Like you had Willie and Quaid coming through who were uh, like, mate, excellent, excellent. And like they'd just been in their first Wallaby setups and full of confidence and just running the show. And when, when I talk about good coaches, I think Ewan McKenzie was, he was fantastic. I think yeah. uh, a, lot of, a lot of us from that group talk about how like he knew how to bring the best out of players. Um, and like it, I, I don't know, he, he filled me with a lot of confidence, and uh, and you need confidence, especially if you're if you're playing if you're starting tight head in your second year of rugby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you need uh, especially someone like you and McKenzie who yes. was a tight head. Yes, you know, um, Tatafu actually said the same thing. He thought he was one of the best coaches he's ever had as well. Yeah. Me too. From the Reds, you how'd you get so you were one of the foundation guys at Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. So uh Damien Hill was my coach at Sydney Uni for those premierships. Yeah. And so we had a pretty close relationship. Um and like to be to be perfectly honest, they were throwing a lot of cash back then. Yeah. Um in, yeah, in hindsight, a, a, a premiership would have been nice. <laughs> um but like uh, look uh, you, you can't sort of dwell on those decisions. Um but like so, yeah, Moot came down to Melbourne, um, and it was it was exciting starting a new team. I think that they were selling that to us. I was like, yeah, you know what? It is it is pretty cool to start a new team. Um, came down, and it's it's it, we again. I think a lot of people who go to Melbourne realize this. Like you, you move down, and like you don't know anyone else there, and you you are absolutely the outsiders. Um, but in saying that, you you have your really tight knit community of teammates and players and families. And everyone's just so close and there's a lot of, lot of love there. Um, so, look, probably the first couple of years, that was awesome. And then it's just as it went on, Melbourne became home for me. Like, I loved it. Bought, bought a little apartment down there. Near the beach was quite nice. Um, 
and loved it, like loved it, loved it. Like it, it still has a really sort of special place in my heart at the moment. Um, and like, I miss it quite a bit, but yeah. Well, so how, how did Melbourne change from when you started in terms of the Rebels to as to when you left? Because they used to be a what was that? What was the old ground that they first started uh, training at? Carlton in Carlton. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this, so this is funny. Like I um. And just, just I like on a sign. It was just like uh, so. I loved uh, so. I wanted to be at Amy Park. Always wanted to be at Amy Park. It's like yeah, we can train there, but like we're a small fish there. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least, at least at Carlton, it was us and them, and we had our own gym. We had our own setup, our own sort of facilities. Like I loved it. Um, how how's the Rebels changed? That's that's. This is sad to say, but like, I don't think they changed much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, that, I, that, that's probably the problem. I thought um, so. I did the NRC there in 2015, I think, yeah. and it was at Carlton. I think it was Carlton, yeah. and um, and then the next time I came back for two weeks was 2018 to play the trial game. I think yeah. you and Pony were Pony were injured, and it's it the the changes I saw were probably more like superficial changes, like, yeah, like yeah. rather than. Oh, right, yeah. There's like there's a whole like like this is a this is a deep if you want to talk about it all. Mate, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy to. I wasn't yeah. sure if you wanted to. But... No, no, always, mate. I told you. Um, <laughs> no, like so the the issue is uh, well we've had we've had three four three or four head coaches in the ten years. Not not a single one has kept anything from the from the previous sort of regime. Every one that's come in has been like bang, chop it, get rid of it, let's start again. There's no, there's no carryover in, in culture, um, in val- values. Um, and it's almost like every time, you, every time a new coach comes in, you're starting again. It's a brand new team again. Um, I think that's, that's, that's kind of what I meant by like, that's what hasn't changed. <laughs> um, like, yeah. And that's, that's a shame. I think, especially for such a young club, you can't be doing that. Um, they need you need to be getting getting brutes and but in saying that I think I, I, I love I think one of my biggest things that I, I wanted to achieve anyway um, when I was at Melbourne was see young Melbourne kids come through um, if anything like and like I've got a lot of love for the Melbourne boys that are there at the moment um, they've come up through the ranks and like are on the top state top level at the moment and then like killing it killing it the star players of the team man I, I love it I love it um like young guys like Pony, Farmacilli, Gordy, Rob Liotta, uh, Sione when he was there, um, Trevor, uh, Trevor Jose. I, I remember you, Pony was training. Oh, Pony, I, keep, I got yeah, you. Know, I know, Pony. I know Pony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obligated to bring him up every podcast. Um, but when I was there in 2018, you go, what's, what's this kid? And uh, I think he'd only just started playing tight end prop. Yeah, and he was like running over Lapetti and yeah. just messing people up. I'm going, wow, he's going to be special. Man. He's played, like, he's great. Wait, oh, he's played some good footy too. Um, and now he's scrummaging really well, mate. It's unreal. It's unreal. It's a really, I love watching it. Um, so yeah, look for me that like, even though I'm not there anymore, um, I find that that's probably the most rewarding thing for me to to see that there there is now a genuine pathway for for a lot of the Melbourne boys to, to come through. Yeah. I, I um, when I was there the last time, so I was there for two weeks and I wrote down all the stupid shit I saw when I was there. I wish I'd kept, I wish I'd kept it. How big was the book? <laughs> yeah. It's like, mate, in two weeks I'm gone, you know, you know, the CEOs pissing in the players change room. Yeah. You know, uh, I got told five different things by five different SNCs. Yeah. What, why are there five different SNCs? Um, you know, all sorts of, yeah. There was a, a 17 year old kid who was living in a church earning $200 a week. And yeah. I've yeah. gone, you know, the, the, I wanted to do it because they said I was going to play. And I just, I just needed to tick that box in my mind because I'm like, you know, I've done this forever. And I've just never quite been there. Yeah. But, you know, I, and even one of the coaches, and I won't mention his name, but he's like, are they paying you to be here? I'm like, no. Yes. Yeah. So, it's, and like there's a lot of that and that that's that's such an issue that's such an issue um 
in saying that, mate, there's, there's not a lot of money going around. No. Well, that's right. That's yeah. right. I've, I've, you know, and everyone's like, you know, the NRC that we did, that I did down there, I think you were in Sydney for it. Yeah. Oh, no, you were there. No, you were no, there. I was there. I was there, yeah. Um, someone, one of the young kids goes, oh, did you play NRC? I go, oh, yeah, played for Melbourne. And he goes, oh, how much did you get paid? I said, oh, 400 bucks. And he's like, oh, a week? I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> But when you're young, you want to you want to try and prove yourself, and you know. Well, mate, but like that's so. There and there, in saying that, there's a there's a sacrifice that you have to make if you want to make it to the next level. Yeah. Um, like I, I remember when I was in the academy day. So this is a, this is a pretty funny story. When I was in the academy at the Tars, um, well, you had to be there at six a.m. Monday to Friday, and like I didn't have a car, so I was getting up. I was getting up at four a.m. and getting a bus. And then walking from Central Station to get there for a six o'clock session, and uh, did that for an entire year. Like, like again, like that's that's just what you you do if if, you, if you've got a dream and you want to achieve it. Um, yeah. This is a funny thing about the Tars Academy at the time. Um, they had like fifty people in it, and I remember one week I was like, I don't think they're going to know if I don't turn up. <laughs> I don't, like I don't, I, I'm sure they won't know. I didn't turn up for a week. No one said a thing. No one knew. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, you're like you're just a, you're just a number here. Um, but so yeah, I, but you see, so you, you wouldn't have. Do you reckon you would have got to where you got to if you didn't do that? Do the no, no, um, mate, maybe. But like, honestly, like what it teaches you is that there is a sacrifice involved. Um, no. uh, like with, with with rugby, like with any professional sport, like. That's your life. You have to commit to that. You, you don't half-ass it. You, you fully commit and you're going to have to sacrifice some things on the way. Like I missed all my mates' weddings. For some reason, they all, all my best friends' weddings all had to get, they all decided to get married during winter. Free season. <laughs> selfish selfish buckers. <laughs> um, and then like, it's just, and like, it, and like I had to say to them, like, no, no, for me, there's no compromise on that. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. I am. It's, it's part of that identity of being a professional sportsman. Um, yeah. Like, you, you, you have to commit to that. Um, and to be honest, like, it's part of the thing that uh, I, I say it that, like, it's part of the thing that I uh, don't miss, but I'm now committing all my time to the coaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, I think that was one of the things I was looking forward to anyway when I stopped uh, playing to be able to just, uh, I don't know, uh, go live life. But yeah. also, mate, like, Jeez, it's it's a bloody good life to live. Absolutely, mate. What what was it like playing for Australia? Um, oh, this this is going to sound, sound real weird before. <laughs> real weird. I literally <laughs> was in the lounge room and I was watching a video of my run on. <laughs> <laughs> and it was totally unrelated. I was just going through my videos and I was like, oh yeah, that was nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh mate, it was fantastic, fantastic. I think. Uh, from a kid, I always wanted to play for the Wallabies. Um, that was always my goal. Um, always wanted to be a professional rugby player. Um, and I think I was in, I was in the, um, the Wallabies squad, and then it was the game against the game against France in Melbourne, and I got named in the team. Did you get told you were in the team, or did you just did they just read the team no, out? It was good. It was it was in the, the team meeting. They put it up on the board in front of everyone. Oh yeah, that's and cool. So you're like, oh, big surprise. Get the pats on the back and. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's awesome because like especially at that time like all the Wallabies guys were guys who I'd been playing with for years and against for years and they were actually close friends yeah. so like you're in a you're in a group of close mates already um and you get to do the, do the ride with them so like Tafi's been a close mate of mine for years like we've played against each other since we we're school kids um and then to be able to like take the field with him for the Wallabies he was the first one of like our group age group to play for the Wallabies Jeez, it was about to buy a 50 caps by then. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, mate, it was huge. It was huge. And to be able to do it in Melbourne um, was even better in front of a home crowd. Um, uh, I was uh, I was on the sideline and it was five minutes to go. It was like, well, I think we we're up five, three. Um, and my mates had all traveled up from, uh, traveled down from Sydney to watch. And like I, I remember, and I was standing next to uh, next to you and on the sideline, and I was like, I'm like warming up. I'm like, just put me on, mate. Like, please, I need, I need this. <laughs> um, and then I hear this, 
put Laurie on. And someone yelled <laughs> from the crowd. And like, it was actually one of my mates. And <laughs> as he said that, Luke's like, all right, Laurie, get on. <laughs> and like, and like, I don't, like, I don't remember a thing. I just remember sprinting around, trying to hit every ruck, trying to do everything. Like, um, but it was awesome, mate. It was such a, such a good feeling. And then I think my second test was in Sydney in front of my family, in front of my home, my real home crowd. Um, and look, mate, it was, it was unreal. Like, I loved every moment of it. Uh, yeah, dream come true. Did it tick a box for you, or yeah. did you, did you like, were you, were you happy with that? So I reckon initially it did. I was like, yep, yeah, box ticked. But then, like, you, you, you have a taste for more. Um, yeah. And you're like, the best thing about playing in the Wallabies is, like, you can, you can perform because everyone around you is so good at their job. Everyone does their job perfectly. Um, I say perfectly, but very well. Um, that everyone does just does their job, and you can you can play the game moves so quickly and so smoothly, um, and it brings the best out of you. And it's yeah. the same with training. Everyone's like training to that top level, and uh, it's really exciting to be a part of. Man, who was the best prop you ever played against? What Guthrow? <laughs> I'm going one. No, 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 no. Um, I get asked this question a lot. Um, jeez. Okay, this who gave this is who gave me the most grief and put my head on my ass the most. Like Ben Robinson, like yeah. at the time, he was the best loose head in, in the world. You know what I mean? Like there was a there was a good few years there where he was the best in the world, and um, he would constantly destroy me. So yeah, he's he's probably been the most challenging. Yeah. Wait, where's your favorite touring destination that you've ever been to? Oh, it's Cape, Cape Town. Cape Town. You know it's Cape Town. <laughs> I've never I've never heard a prop speak badly of Cape Town. <laughs> you know it's Cape Town. <laughs> is there is there anything you would change? Um, I knew I said I said uh, I wouldn't change anything before. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, no, no. Like, like I'm, I, I look back on like my entire career very fondly. Um, like very fondly, and uh, and I like, achieved all my goals. I uh, I made some incredible friendships. I had such a great time. Um. Part of me is like, oh, I wish I played overseas or travelled. Um, I was going to, I was going to ask you that. And experience something else, but uh, mate, so the opportunity came up um, probably in 2016, uh, 2016 or 20, 2016, and it was to go to Japan. Um, in hindsight, you know, it was probably would have been the, the better option. But yeah. like at the time, mate, I I loved where I was at. I loved my teammates. Um, I was really happy. Um, but to be honest, that like in reflection, if anything, sometimes when you, sometimes when you're content and comfortable, is probably when you're most vulnerable. <laughs> so, um, like it, it, in saying that, yeah, I but like, I don't. I, it doesn't keep me up at night. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could. I, I always thought that. Um, yeah, rugby's great to travel, but you can still travel anyway. Still, you know, you, you get some pretty good holidays. Sorry, there you go, you go. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I was just going to talk about Cape Town again. <laughs> I've never been, I've never been. As I said, Palms loved it, uh, Tetra loved it. All the props I know who've been on that super rugby circuit are like, it's the place to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, food, beers. Um, and they, the girls like the big boys. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> what is this, Disneyland or something? <laughs> um, that's, mate, how finish... that's how they get you. There's not much success over there in Cape Town. <laughs> mate, let's, let's finish on this, mate. I really appreciate this. What, what, what advice would you give 18-year-old Laurie Weeks? Oh, mate. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep, keep, keep committed. Um, Keep doing, like yeah. I, I think I, I had I had a lot of distractions um, from friends and people I was hanging around with, but like I was always going to be a rugby player, mate. I that was my full focus, and I sort of committed to that. Um, even when you're playing thirds Colts and playing at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, like I was going to play. 
uh, rugby professionally. So, like, young Laurie, mate, keep doing it. Like, keep at it, keep resilient, and keep uh, keep focused on on your end goal. Actually, I, I lied to you, mate. Sorry. How, how did you end up at Sydney Uni? I forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot to know, ask you that before. No, so oh, I, I cop a lot of grief. Actually, I don't cop a lot of grief. That's all right. I um I played West Harbour Juniors like when I was like ten and eleven. And then I went to Joey's, so I played rugby at school, um, and that was it. When I left Joey's, I uh, I got uh, approached by Randwick, of all clubs. Um, and they're like, yeah, come play Colts with us. So did a, did a couple of weeks of training with Randwick. And I was and because I didn't drive, I was getting a bus from Lilyfield. Lilyfield is five minutes from Sydney, mind you. <laughs> so I was getting a bus to, to Coogee Beach and walking there. And it was, it was a two-hour trip every session. Yeah, I think I did. I played the first game and I was like, "Yeah, I can't be doing this." And uh, just rocked up at Sydney Uni. Um, I wish I, I wish in my first couple of years at Sydney Uni, I took advantage of the program. Like I didn't, I didn't go to to preseason trainings. I didn't go to the gym. Um, if I did, like, like the the so the opportunities for at Sydney Uni are huge. And and the thing is, at all all the clubs now at the moment, I think since since we we sort of finished up or since was well, especially since I finished up like 10 years ago uh, in shoot shield um, the clubs are all offering like a lot and everything's everything's a lot more, a lot more even um, and really good to see so you, Sydney Uni obviously now isn't just the one destination club for professional players um, you can yeah oh, I sound like a wanker saying this don't I <laughs> <laughs> no, but mate it's it's been true it's been true and like uh, Todd said this to me, Todd Loud, and he's like, so Todd, Toddy, was, Toddy was the one who got like, I went, it was the Colts coach when I went to. Oh, okay, to okay, yeah. mate. He's he, well, he's he's trying to change things at South, and he's doing a really good job of it. But he said to me, first grade is now like a premier grade level, and yeah. second grade is the old first grade, really. Yeah. And it's pretty true, mate. Like, I was I was reflecting on when I first started at South, and have you ever heard of Les Motto? No. So he's, a, he's an old boxing coach who's, who's quite famous in Cronulla for probably all the wrong reasons. But he was at S&C at South my first year there. And Is first he a good session, mate with Mitch? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> first session, 40-minute run and just see how far you can go. And yeah. now everything's GPS. They get their high-speed meters tracked. There's no, know, hiding. The There's no hiding. I, mate, we've got a- I probably wouldn't have played Super Rugby. <laughs> <laughs> And I just go, I would have hated to coach me, mate. Oh. <laughs> you, know, you know, not interested in trading, just more interested in drinking piss. Yeah, yeah. Um, mate, let's finish on that. I, I really appreciate this, mate. No, no, thank you, mate. It's awesome. When when do we play you boys? I haven't even looked ahead. On my calendar. I don't know. We've got Eastwood. So Eastwood, Mudgy, then we've got Penrith. Um, geez, I don't know. I'll see you there, though. Yeah, mate, we'll have a couple of beers. 100%. Mate, I truly appreciate this, buddy. This this will be out on Wednesday, so I'll no, let you awesome, know. mate. Thanks so much. This is great. Awesome. Great, mate. <laughs> You're a good man. All right, buddy. Good to talk. Right. Catch up. See you, mate.